Back to what we were saying about like the shark in the fish tank and you can only grow as big as your environment. Like once you learn those proper um, tools that you need to develop and to become successful, you can go to any environment and succeed. And like when I first moved back home, I was like, God, I don't want to be here. Like going from home to learning how to thrive at a four year HBCU campus at Southern University and then moving from there, going to Houston, then coming back home mentally, it put me in a box. And I was like. Lord, I can't succeed here. The opportunities aren't here or it's not the same here. And it's not the same, but I wasn't the same person anymore either. So I had to fight past that um, dysfunction and that environmental statistic that was placed over me to even keep going. And so like prime example, we have 50 Cent who just moved a major movie production um, unit here to Shreveport, Louisiana. And if you are if you live here, it's kind of like, why would he do that? Yeah. But he has learned what he understands he needs to succeed he knows what he needs to build proper um developed humans and not just for the music not just for the movie and entertainment industry but to excel and succeed in like any other field that he wants to because he also does music so there's no telling what other things he has his hands on so once you learn the things that as a human you need to succeed prime example Communication, um, knowing how to properly build relationships with people, knowing how to um, engage in partnerships and not do everything on your own. Like trauma will tell you, no, just do it by yourself. But a healed and properly developed person understands that I do need partnerships, but they have to be the right partnerships. Yes. So it's like the small building blocks that we need as humans. He's learned those things. So he can come to an atmosphere that looks like it would be against what he wants to produce and still thrive. But what has he been through that has helped him understand, well, you know what? Maybe I do need to learn how to communicate better. Maybe I do need to learn how to overcome my mindset, my mental blocks. Maybe I do need to learn the importance of... um. I don't know, properly vetting custom, not customers, people who are coming to be a part of what I'm building. The things that we think are just not important. I'm pretty sure he's had to go through a lot of things that has equipped him to know I can come to this environment and still thrive because I'm a different, I'm not the same person anymore. So with that being said, I, I'm a strong advocate for don't let your environment change you. Be the person that changes the environment. Yes, that's it's it's amazing that you say that because um, when I first came here, a lot of people would ask me, "Why Shreveport? <laughs> Why Shreveport? You're not gonna make it out here. There's nothing out here. Go back home. Go back to you know go 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 find another state. Go live in another state. Texas, you know, everywhere." But I think it's just all in your mind. It is. If, like I said, like, I'm not from here. We've only been here for six years. Mm -hmm. And this past six years that we've been here, we've done so much um, with our, you know, with the business. Mm -hmm. And um, we were able to travel, make the amount of money that we're comfortable with. And, you know, we just we just keep moving forward and forward and forward. And like it's not it's not Shreveport. Mm -hmm. It's you as a person. If you think that you can make it, you can make it. It's yeah, it's just it's sad that people think that way. And 
And it's also funny because the people that tell you those things, Mm -hmm. they're still in the same position they were at five, seven, six years ago. And they're not moving forward. That is, it's so funny because it took, when I say God had to really like beat me down for me to understand you don't have to be in a thriving city to thrive. It was so hard. Like I, this was like a constant prayer of mine is like, I felt like every time I was about to leave again, something happened and God closed the door. And then they feel like, okay, well, I'm just stuck at home. And I had two options. Well, if I can't leave, then you're either going to grow here or you're going to stay complacent and stay the same. So if you can't leave yet, you might want to keep growing so that when the door opens, when the opportunity presents itself, if that even is in God's plan for you anymore, you know how to properly move out because most people think, okay, well, if I move to this different city, like I said, I had moved four hours away from Shreveport, but everything that I learned here and that was incorporated and instilled in me, it came with me yeah. because that's who I was. So I got to a whole different place, but I was still experiencing the same problems because the problem wasn't the city. The problem was me. The problem was my upbringing and what was instilled in me. So when I started addressing myself and I started asking myself, well, if this person has a dance studio and has this thriving business and they're here, why am I not thriving? If this person has a marketing brand or whatever the case may be and they're here, why am I not thriving? So after I stopped creating excuses because of my environment and I started saying, let me just continue to do the work. Over the last two years that I've been home, God has really opened doors for me in my life. And No man will take the credit for that. I won't take the credit for that. Finances won't take the credit for that. That's strictly based off of God told you the vision. You kept going despite circumstances. And now God is showing me there is wealth in the city. There there is opportunities in this city. And not just this city, in any environment, you have to really keep going because it's not the environment. The environment can literally be filthy. (laughs) <laughs> it could be filthy and beat down, but because you have vision from God, you can go in that same environment, that same atmosphere, and you can change the whole dynamic of it. And so before I was stronger, I would let the environment change me. But then when I overcame that childhood trauma and that sense of dysfunctional living, I'm now going into environments. And when I leave, now someone's talking about, you know, they have faith again to believe or they think that they could just keep going for a few more days or for a few more months, they can start this business or go into whatever the case may be because I had to overcome that period of what was instilled inside of me. And eventually we start realizing I'm stronger than the things that were planted inside of me. You know, it's just like a gardener. Like when you plant seeds, you also have weeds that grow up to to choke the plants. And if you're not plucking those weeds and looking at the flower's condition as it's growing, you could have a flower growing with weeds. But when you start looking back and say, okay, I'm a flower, but there are some weeds around me that I have to pluck up, then you know how to maneuver through anything because you're going to have those wherever you go in life. So I think that's very important, learning how to thrive in any atmosphere. But first, got to thrive as a person. Yeah. So... Like I say, I, I'm not going to say that that's easy because it's not. I had a lot of nights where I've been crying and God breaking this generation of curse is hard. 
believing in the vision is hard. Believing in myself is hard. I'm the only person in my family going this way. Everybody else is going yeah, this way. way. Or they're staying the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's very hard. It's like they call it the black sheep, but I don't I don't like calling it that anymore. Yeah. It's just I'm just a person who has the faith to keep going the opposite direction. Yeah, and you wanna thrive. Exactly. So um you you said you've been back for two years now? Yes. Here? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said that you have your, your business here. Yes. Yeah. Um tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, so where do I start with this? <laughs> so we'll, How did you start? Okay, we'll start with life coaching. I was, I've always been the person that everyone has come to for advice. I mean, <laughs> I probably haven't always been just the best advice giver, but I've always had a sense of maturity about myself because of some things that I experienced when I was growing up. And I was always very, what's the word, like, aware of what was going on like I watched how people interact with each other like I was a child if you told me something I would probably go and look it up and be like okay well mom this is what manipulation means and this is what you're doing (laughs) and I would get a whooping but you know it wasn't about me being rebellious or disrespectful I just was aware and I wanted to learn and so that was me for a long time in most of my friend groups and so even when I got to that point to where I was questioning God about like myself and, you know, I'm in a different environment, what's going on? Um, at first I was succeeding and then it seems like everything just slipped through my hands and I had to kind of self-reflect. And with that, that led me to, um, I couldn't afford therapy, but I also was embarrassed to go to therapy on campus. Um, that's another thing we're not taught that therapy is normal yeah. and that it's okay to receive help. Yeah, and it's okay to have those feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're taught to not honor our feelings. We're taught to be a strong woman, just keep going. Everybody's life is hard, which doesn't take away from your heart and your life. So yeah. um, I couldn't afford therapy, was too embarrassed to go to the campus therapist. So I started just looking up certain stuff on YouTube. And then next thing you know, um, life coaches started popping up. And I'm like, okay, well, what is a life coach? And then I started realizing, okay, this is kind of the same thing as a therapist. It's just somebody who is more, um, I'm not going to say not qualified or doesn't have the credentials because you still have to get a different set of credentials. It's just a different field, I guess, a different name for it. Um, And then I started learning about mental health. And I'm like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I have anxiety. And so the more that I educated myself about these things, then when I was talking, when I would be talking to people and giving them advice, they would be like, thank you. You really helped me figure something out. And I was like, <laughs> I just figured that out three months ago. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and so then that led to me starting a YouTube channel and just wanted to share advice. And I wanted it to be for motivational purposes, but that became like my ministry, um, how I gave back to people. So... Then I was like, okay, well, I want to be a life coach. And then I started, like, really looking up, okay, well, what do I need in order to be a life coach? I got to understand mindset, mental health, emotional health, um, intellectual health, social intelligence, like, just looking up things pertaining to human development, and then that led to my business. So... That's how my life coaching business started with me going through my own personal struggles and using my own trials and tribulations as a testimony. And I under I wholeheartedly believe that God began to give me more trials and tribulations to help me learn how to 
help others navigate through what they were going through because I didn't have anybody helping me learn. And so I remember asking my mom and I was telling her, like, I want to go to therapy. I think I'm depressed. And she kind of brushed it off and she was like, girl, you're just dramatic. And I was so hurt at first, but I had to realize they weren't taught to go to therapy. They weren't taught to you know, recognize when something is wrong with you. And they may have been suppressing those emotions for so long that it just become numb and there's a lack of awareness. But because I was still in my youth in in a sort, I was able to say, I don't know, mom, something's not right about how I'm feeling. You know, um, once you're older and you ignore something for so long, you become numb. They call it nonchalant. (laughs) Um, they call it emotionally unavailable, unavailable, whatever you want to call it, you know, with psychological terms. I started realizing I wanted to honor my feelings and figure out, get to the bottom of it and get back to a place of stability as far as succeeding as a human. So I started my life coaching business and I started marketing and I started looking up like different strategies and what I needed to teach. And at first I was going to, um, I remember her name is Latoya. Okia, I want to say, okay. and she's a life coach. And I, this was like 2020, 2021. And I was like, I'm going to buy her life coaching packet. And, you know, they teach you how to be a life coach or what you need to become a life coach. But I didn't buy it. And I just remember thinking, if I get the cheat code from her about how to be a life coach, then that's not going to help me for what I really need. Because she could have a great, you know, package. But if me as a person, if who I'm called to If it's not included in that, then I'm still going to have to go back to the drawing board. So I started praying and I was like, God, there's a scripture in the Bible about Solomon. He was a he became king at like 20 years old. And I was like, "Okay, God, I got influence. I have a platform. I don't want to use this platform to just speak, you know, foolish gibberish. Give me wisdom. Help me understand what I need to say to people in order to help them. That came with me having to go through things, to have the wisdom to speak, to be able to break things down, to recognize it, to analyze it, all of those things. And so I started my life coaching business and it was up and down and up and down and up and down. And then, like I said, when me started my business, I had to learn marketing and graphic designing and building a website. And so that one avenue of business led to like three, four other avenues of business. Yeah. And then my business expanded. I'm a dancer and I model. And so then I started pursuing runway modeling and teaching dance classes. So then my life coaching business turned into, okay, come get dance classes. And I'm going to also give you consultations and counseling in dance classes. You're learning fundamentals. Because prime example, as a dancer, you want to go compete and do majorette dancing. You want to go off to college and do this. You still need to have a strong mindset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You still need to have emotional intelligence. There'll be times where you will have to literally overrule your emotions and put your body in check and say you have to get up and keep going. You'll still have to have self-control. You can't do what everybody else do. So my life coaching business turned from strictly psychological and just, you know, I guess I can say like on a therapist level to more engaging and um, doing more life coaching through entertainment and through those gifts. And that also happens with runway coaching. Like I just had someone DM me two days. Well, no, this was yesterday. And he was like, he got a, he had a opportunity for, he think he's about to get signed, but he's kind of scared because he doesn't know the things that are underlying issues. And I was like, 
pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you whether this is right or wrong for you, but you can pray about it and God can tell you. So um, my life coaching literally went from one form to just counseling in everything that I'm doing. And so now that's where I'm at today. And I tell everybody, um, I don't know where I'll be. I yeah. don't know what else I'll be doing. I don't know how it's going to go. All I know is we're taking it a step by step. And when I pray for expansion, I don't shy away from it. I'm kind of embracing it and just welcoming everything. Yes. So, and that also, like I said, I do ministry as well. So then that led into me YouTubing and podcasting and partnering up with other like-minded individuals to discuss different things, but not just about ministry, but also like things like entrepreneurship, marketing, graphic designing. Um, What is it? I call it studying the analytics of like social media because you got to know the algorithm and what's yes. best to post so it's literally went into so many different avenues i tried to you know hire a social media manager mm -hmm. and stuff but i felt like they weren't doing what our i felt like my business wasn't gaining anything from what we were you know from the amount of money that we were paying them mm -hmm. so i just went ahead and you know just cut that off and then went ahead and just tried to just learn on my own like the analytics and all that algorithm and stuff it's it's wild it's it's a lot so it's, I know I know how you feel. it changes so much <laughs> yeah like I, I can go on about uh Instagram right now but that's off topic <laughs> uh when we were chatting mm -hmm. I know you said you wanted to have like your notes and stuff oh, did yes. you did you ha um miss anything or you want to let's see put anything out there are you expecting i am yeah. i am doing january january my belly i'm carrying in my mm -hmm. back so my belly is kind of smaller your first <laughs> yes oh my gosh boy or girl it's a boy oh soon and that's gonna very be, soon ooh, i have we, i have three kids so it's you do yeah i'm i just look young I'm 31, turning thir oh turning goodness. 32. <laughs> I think I think it's just the height That's or good just though. A, but That's yeah, good. I have um I we had our first one very early or even our second mm -hmm. one too. So we have a 12 year old, a 10 year old, and a seven year old. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well I I let's actually flip the script because <laughs> I think we talked about a lot of things on my list, but okay. I want to get some advice from you, like being an entrepreneur and a mom, like and everything that we just talked about with trauma. How can you say that you will like implement different strategies or something that you went through in your youth that you don't want to pass down to your children? Yeah. So um, number one is really mental health, mm. because growing up, we just my parents, they didn't really talk to us about feelings and all that stuff. Right. But now with my kids, like, I'm just so grateful that, um, especially my older, my oldest one, mm -hmm. um, she's 12 years old and she tells me everything. And like, just it's 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 just wild that whatever, you know, she um, tells me, like, I wish I would have or could have told my parents. But right. that was like not an option. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that mental health, um, just really knowing your child, mm -hmm. like learning to get to know who they are, because even though all all three of them came out of me, mm -hmm. they have 
different personalities. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so different um love language and just different just different everything. So I think right. it's really important to really get to know your child. And then um with me with us starting the business, I uh it was so hard because like there was a lot of sacrifices. Right. A lot of um most of it was time. And I told them, you know, whenever we, st- oh, because I'm, I'm, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> like with you earlier, you mentioned um, you just do just a bunch of things. And that's, yes. that's how I am. I don't know how to keep still. I don't know how to sit down. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, just time. Um, I learned throughout the years that mo- all money is not good money. Right. And um, with, you know, having a family, like time is just just so important and then like just balancing business and Mm -hmm. then being a mom and a wife honestly I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I am still learning um especially with me um doing this podcast um I I only film on Sundays so I will do two and then so I'll spend time with them in the Mm -hmm. morning and then after so after this one I'm actually gonna take them to do all the Christmas stuff and all that but yeah (laughs) um I think I kind of want to comment on that because I think that's so important like I didn't um obviously I have a baby in my belly because I was doing things to produce a baby but um I was just telling my brother like I didn't plan to have a child at this age but I'm very grateful that mentally and emotionally I am prepared because I think a lot of people think motherhood or fatherhood has to do with okay you have the money for it, you're set. But that's not raising a child because this you this is why you see millionaires and billionaires have children that are being quote unquote rebellious um or acting out because you have all the money, you have all the things you need physically, but you didn't pour in any emotional intentions, um emotional attention into that child. You didn't mentally pour into that child. You didn't spiritually pour into that child. So when you go through circumstances to where physically the finances and everything else fails, you have to stand on that mental, emotional, and spiritual foundation. And I don't think people understand how important that is when you don't develop your children in those aspects and you just say, well, I have to go to work. I have to make this amount. Um, You have... I'll give you an example, like something that we're always told as children is like, you don't, you can't be stressed out about anything. You don't have any bills. You don't have any real responsibilities. I think people forget that children have never been in this world. So they can be overwhelmed by going to school every day. Yes. And if you don't honor those emotions and teach them how to navigate through being overwhelmed or being in uncomfortable situations or just going into environments where you have to show up every day, those are things that we have to learn as an adult. And so you see adults who don't have those, um, don't have that development in those areas, but they were never taught that as a child. So we're literally taught, well, wait till you get older and life's going to hit you and you, you can't really, you can't complain right now because you're a kid. So when you spoke about how, like, um, your daughter can come to you and say anything, um, me and my mom, we started off that way and then I kind of hit puberty and it's like, okay, well, I can't really talk to her. And we're just now getting back to that point again to where it's like we have that relationship to where we can communicate with each other and we can sit down and conversate without it being... Um, a barrier of what's what's um what's the word 
of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And so that is very important because, like I said, if I would have had a child at a younger age, I would have been birthing a child into more generational curses. But because I had to stop and say, well, you know what? I have to address my mental health. I have to address my emotional intelligence. I have to learn how to honor my emotions because when my nephew throws a temper tantrum, I don't automatically just get irritated anymore. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? He doesn't know how to communicate what he's feeling. So let me let him communicate in the way that he knows and then sit him down and help him help him navigate through that. But a few years ago, I probably would have just been like, oh, my gosh, I wish he just stopped. But yeah. I'm not that person anymore yeah. because I've had to learn. There's been times where I didn't even know how to communicate my emotions. And guess what I did? I acted out of rage or I shut down emotionally or I turned to drugs or I turned to alcohol. We all have these things that we're doing when we're trying to um, cope or learn how to maneuver through things. Children are just more visible with theirs. And so I think that's very important to learn to honor your children's emotions and mental health in their youth. Very grateful for, for my kids. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it was just, it was really hard. And um, for the women out there that <laughs> are, you know, young and are thinking about having kids or like, or not even thinking about mm -hmm. having kids because we weren't thinking about having kids. I think it's just really important to make sure that you are in the right mm -hmm. mindset. A lot of a lot of us can think we're so mature, but we're really not. Yeah. Like if you want to know if you're mature or not, Go babysit a child for a day or two days. Yeah, they'll tell you. Because, like, I don't think people understand, like, I'll use the analogy, like I said, if my nephew, like, throws a fit or something. Your lack of patience will show up with how you deal. Your lack of patience shows up in how you deal with others who are on a stage that you are no longer on. So if I have a five-year-old nephew and he's at level three, but I'm at level 30, I cannot expect him to know what I know at level 30 because he's only at level three. So with you being on level 30, you have to know how to humble yourself and lower yourself in a manner to where you help him see where he's at and pull him up higher without you being overwhelmed by the fact that you're on a different level. But he doesn't understand he doesn't understand nearly anything that you know because he there's a big gap in between. So when you're with a child, they will show you, okay, you need patience to help them navigate through this, not just because of where they're currently at, but you may have to consistently tell them something over and over before it just really locks into their mind. Or maybe they may need an experience after you've told them over and over before something locks into their mind. Whatever their story may be, you see how mature you are when you're dealing with people who are not on the same level as you. And so me and my brother were just talking about this like earlier today. And he was saying how, you know, um, this is my first child. Our other brother has just had his fourth child and he doesn't have any children. And he was saying how it's time for him to have some. And I literally told him like, no, um, don't let what's going on around you persuade your decision. Make sure you're mentally and emotionally ready to do that because yes. children don't ask to be born here. You know, they don't ask to come here, but everything that you are, you will pass down to your children. Yes. Intentionally definitely. or unintentionally. Yeah. So it's kind of like if I have a lack of patience and I just go to whipping my child, <laughs> I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like, 
when my mother didn't take the time to sit me down and say, well, you know what? Why does she want to go and pursue yeah. what certain things mean when she said, when I say something to her? Maybe she's not being rebellious. Maybe she's trying to figure out intellectually and mentally what's going on. And so if if every time I quote unquote challenged authority or I asked a question out of curiosity or literal just wanting to understand something, if every time that happened, you took a bell and you whooped me for being a smart mouth, one or two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to not know how to communicate or two, I'm going to be impatient and have anger issues. Yeah. And so I actually went through that. I was very emotionally unstable and I used to have anger issues when people would challenge me or question me or question my intellect or my activities or whatever the case may be because I saw that in my youth. But the thing is, that wasn't right. She yeah. didn't. I, I learned to forgive my parents because they were only taught what their parents knew and their parents only knew what their parents knew. So, again, she unintentionally was passing something down to me and she didn't even realize it until I got older and I learned how to communicate. And I was yeah. like, Mom, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but this is where I'm coming from. But as a child, I didn't have that language. I didn't have that understanding to sit down and break things down like I do now. So it is very important to be mentally emotionally and spiritually ready yes. physically i tell everybody finances will come you're going to have seasons to where you have everything in the world you're going to have seasons to where you don't have anything but you need to be mentally and emotionally ready if nothing else because if you're not mentally and emotionally ready you can have everything physically and still not be ready yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is very important for me like and i i love children like um like I said, I do ministry, so Sunday school, and I'm the person that no matter what, if you go somewhere in the family, I want to go with the kids. Yeah. Um, when I was at church, I was a praise dance teacher, and I was a Sunday school teacher studying psychology. I want to work with children in clinical development. Like, everything for me, I want to deal with children because we need to give them the proper tools they need to develop and grow up and succeed. You know, succeed. They need to have a fair chance at life, and it's not fair when us as adults and we don't properly say okay well you know what I've been through this a number of times in life maybe I should start preparing myself for different things to instill in my children so they don't have to keep going through these things yes. I think children deserve not even a what we deserve but a better chance than okay. we were, yeah. what we had you know to do things on a different level Maybe I have like one more thing because mm -hmm. like you uh, you you mentioned how like um you know, with kids, like, we tell them, or, well, okay, with me growing up, like, I would express how I feel, mm -hmm. and then my parents would just tell me, you don't know what you're talking about, you're just a kid. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. So, um, with my kids, they're very smart, mm -hmm. and, like, just the way how they communicate, the way mm -hmm. how they, they tell us things, like, it just blows our mind, so I think it's 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 really important to really see that and really honor it with mm -hmm. your kids. And although like I work so much, you can ask any of my kids. I'm always there from award ceremony events or anything. So it's really important, mm -hmm. like just showing up for your kids because Most definitely yes. With me growing up, my parents worked so much. I do not remember anything from my childhood, which is really sad. And yeah. I kind of think it's like, <laughs> it's like I find myself as I mature more and I understand more about life. It's like I find myself 
just wanted to go give my parents this big hug. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, I can see both sides of the spectrum now. So, like, like I said, I did a lot of stuff in high school, dancing on. I would wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, pack this big dance bag, like three different pair of clothes. I was going from one dance team to track practice to going back to that dance practice to driving way across town to my last dance practice to I was maybe getting home like 9, 30, 10 o'clock every day for as long as I can remember in high school. I was always doing this from my freshman year to my senior year. And my mom never like came and said, hey, are you overwhelmed? Are you okay? Um, are you managing this? And on every single team that I was on, I was in a leadership position. And I had the worst time ever. I was just telling my mom last night, like, I'm a dance coach and I'm working with um, – little babies who have never been trained in dance before. So I can't just come in teaching them on a skill level that I'm at. I have to develop a strategy that is going to help them progress from where they're at. And I was like, when I was in high school, I didn't have this mindset. So they probably hated me as a captain because I had I had received all of this dance training. And I'm now dancing with girls. I'm a freshman probably one of the youngest girls leading the whole pack. And I would just be like, we should be able to move forward by now. Yeah. And this is basic. And my dance coach used to always tell me, you can't talk to them like that. I didn't understand, though. Like, I didn't understand the process of, you know, what training someone means and building them up into it. I just was the best person on the team. Yeah. But as I was in that position, I realized – um, I never wanted to be a teacher or a coach because of what I experienced with people who were on different levels. But now it's come full circle because I've learned how to communicate. I've learned how to analyze what's going on and I can handle it. But I don't think my mom ever came in my room and said, hey, are you OK? Um, are you overwhelmed? Are yeah. you under a lot of pressure? You know, do you know how to communicate to people? But yeah. then I look back and she was doing a million things and she couldn't really get her own thoughts together and gather her own self. She didn't understand what, like, the importance of refueling herself was and just stopping to not leave. So it's like it was so much that was going on, and I applaud you for, you know, making sure that you're not just a, a businesswoman but a mom as well because I don't think people realize that moms really don't have it all figured out. No. And I didn't know that as a child. Like, I thought my mother just knew it all and you yeah. got to do everything right. But yeah. now I'm realizing she was figuring out along the way just like I was. And so I'm to a point now to where it's like <laughs> I'm looking back in my life and I'm realizing like, OK, my mother did the best she could. But at the same time, it doesn't take away from the experiences that I've had and the lack of what I did not receive. And so I like I said, I was aware I was so aware as a child and I look back now and it's like I wanna make sure my mom had everything on lock in her career. She she took care of everything as far as what we needed. But when it came to emotionally being there, she couldn't do that. But what was my mom going through? Yeah. She just started learning about like mental health and taking therapy serious and stuff like that. And so it's the things that I didn't receive that I look back and I want to say, like, okay, I want to make sure that if I'm going to be this entrepreneur boss woman, um, I still can be able to pour into my children. I still can be able to say, hey, are you okay? You know, are you going through anything? Do you want to talk about anything? 
and just that in itself being vulnerable as a parent and letting them express themselves you know? and like um with my husband you know there are times where we're like dang we got this parenting now <laughs> and then next thing you know something happens you know a milestone they they reach a milestone mm-hmm. and then we're back to square one right so- hey everyone this is jesslyn if you made it to the end of this video thank you all so much for watching and listening Unfortunately, my camera died while I was interviewing Hanaya, but if you'd like her, if you'd like to see her again, please comment down below and let us know so I can invite her again for another podcast session. Thank y'all so much again. Bye.